Hello and welcome. It's the Filmmakers Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk filmmaking, from indie film to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them, and how to try not to f it up. In our very, very humble opinion, today we're talking about screenwriting, how to write scripts. I am Giles Alderson, producer of the horror comedy A Serial Killer's Guide to Life, director of the vampire documentary World of Darkness, and director and co-writer of the psychological horror feature film The Dare, the vegan documentary, and a new TV pilot I am in prep for. Now get this, most producers don't know what happens to their film after they've finished it. They don't know what to do with it. It happens a lot. We hear it all the time. It's sad, but it's true. So, for example, um, what's the difference between a distributor and a sales agent? What actually happens at the Cannes Film Festival? How can your film stand out amongst hundreds of others? And how does your film earn money? Right? Well, our friends at Rain Dance Film Festival have devised an evening course. It's an evening course that aims to answer all these questions by taking you through the essentials of creating and marketing. And distribution plan for your film, and you'll be taught by Deborah Shepherd, who has resided as UK marketing director for Paramount over releases including Babel, Into the Wild, Revolutionary Road, True Grit, and Star Trek. So, if you want to turn your film into this year's sleeper hit, make sure you join her and Rain Dance on Thursday, the seventeenth of July at six thirty at the Rain Dance Film Training Centre in London. And guess what? You know this by now, but you can get twenty percent off when booking with our exclusive discount code. That is correct, twenty percent off. RD Podcast Twenty. It means you can go on this course for just forty-six pounds. Don't tell anyone else. Yeah, you can actually tell who you like. Forty-six pounds, and you get all that. Uh, it's. Amazing! We can offer you this. It's only to our filmmakers podcast listeners or their friends. So if you want that, get involved. The link is in the show notes. Oh, we do treat you well. That's for sure. Joining me as my co-host today is the brilliant screenwriter who has not only written the incredible screenplay The Nobodies, <laughs> little giggle, <laughs> option by Parkhouse Pictures, the team behind Anne and the Apocalypse, directed by me, and hopefully going into production soon. But he's my co-writer. You've heard me mention him many times on the darkly thrilling horror film, The Dare. Everyone drink. You've heard me mention <laughs> his name before, all the way from the northeast. It's Johnny Grant. Hello. Hello. Hello, Giles. How you doing? Good. Yeah. Very good, man. Yeah. What's going on? You've got some news to tell us. Uh, yeah, I've just had a meeting with yourself. Don't yes. I'm telling well, you. We've just had not, a meeting. That's not news. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great meeting as well. But yeah. No, and a gentleman called Alex Hardy, who's directed two shorts, um, which are actually stunning pieces of work, and mm-hmm. um, music videos for bands like the Fratellis. And uh, I'm going to be writing his new debut feature, Little Darlings. Woo-hoo which will hopefully go into production sometime within the next year, depending on how well I write the script. That's very true. So it's a lot riding on it, really. So hopefully I won't mess it up. Of course you won't. It's really exciting. I'm so glad you've come on board to do this. Thank um, you. Yeah. Giles is going to um, produce as well, by the way. I forgot to say that. That's fine. That's what I was about to do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm happy about that as well. It's a bit of a safety net for me. Cool. 
That's good. Yeah, we because got. I we, know Giles, and we worked really well together. Right, yeah. in, right in the dare. Dream team. It was. It was very good, and we'll talk about that more in the podcast about how that worked and how that relationship came about. Mm-hmm. And uh, how it is working with a co-writer, which I fully recommend. Obviously, you're writing this on your own and you're used to that. But for me as a director and a creative, it was actually much better to write yeah. with other people. But you're never really writing it on your own, are you? Even no, if you, you're, you're right, right you, you might have yeah. sole credit, but really, you, you're going to a producer or you're going to, a, um, to an actor or a director for, for tips and suggestions mm. and feedback. And even you're going to your wife, you're going to your That's true. family, you're going yeah. to your dog... Your dog gives great advice. Got my baby now. Riley does. Yeah. River, your looks- dog. <laughs> Do not call him my dog. Riley the dog. <laughs> River the baby. Yeah, River, yeah. Just, okay, cool, cool. Just, it, was that, was that? That was River. Right. He might give you some great advice. Yeah. Um, Especially with the horror stuff, I imagine. Mm. Big fan. He's used to it now. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, how old? Two months. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so our segment called the Indie Filmmaker Shoutouts is to support indie filmmakers like ourselves. And we want to start shouting about screenings and Kickstarters, etc., etc. You've heard it before on the, uh, the last five or six podcasts. If you've got any you want to send us, if you want us to talk or shout about any of these um, screenings, whatever you've got, get in touch with me at Giles Alderson, at Filmmakers Pod on Twitter, on our Facebook, and let us know. This week, shoutouts this week to Kira Bray. She's doing the uh, Making Films June Challenge and they've got the short film screening evening on the 11th of July at the Candid Arts Trust in London, 7pm. Congratulations, Kira Bray, and thank you for sending that in and getting in contact with me. Um, Good luck. And also, huge shout-out to Nick Hatton-Jones from Grassroots Media. I meant to do this, I don't know, a month ago. Basically, he won... Uh, the Beer Town Film Festival that a lot of you entered uh, and a lot of you got nominated for. And Nick, with his film Spoonfed, which was produced by Nelly McQuinn, hello Nelly, um, won. He won Best Film, Best Short Film. Well done. That stars Leslie Sharp and Joseph Moore, which kind of helps. Got a um, big cast, but that film is excellent. If you can check it out, uh, go to grassrootsmedia.com. You can't can't needs a password um uh their film spoon fed should be around the festivals coming up so do check that out if you do but congratulations nick and thank you for letting me know you won yes brilliant um okay subscribe to us on itunes uh or listen to us on podbean soundcloud or the pod fix network where you can listen to some other fantastic podcasts not just this fantastic podcast but other fantastic podcasts such as weird with you and more good of that there's loads on there i'll keep shouting them out uh they're just cool people every single one of them and if you can get a chance to check out their world cup podcast their world cup podcast then do it it is under the pod fix banner and their world cup show it's called three guys one world cup this has been a spectacular World Cup so far. Listen to their podcast. It's ace. I've been trying to get on it myself. Being a massive fan of football and knowing lots about football. Not enough. And no, not on it. Because they're too good. They've got it sorted. Go listen to it. It's great. Right. Joining us today to talk about screenwriting and indie film is the wonderful Namita Cabalas. Hello, Namita. Hi. Hi, Giles. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's, it's pleasure an absolute to... pleasure to have you. I promise yeah. you. Um, let's do a little bit of background on you. Of course. She started off being a production manager for University TV, right? 
um, producing all yeah. kinds of lifestyle programs. For students, yeah. For students, for students. Great. And then from there, you did very short films and trailers on and then numerous London-based production houses, right? So then she worked yeah. um, for independent online channels as a production manager, producing online broadcasting content. She now runs a successful bespoke video marketing company, making films for various agencies and companies. Yeah. Great. Um, Namita is mainly a screenwriter, well known for her regular screenwriting tips online. She has written the, f- uh, the feature romantic comedy Beauty Queen, a film about celebrating physical imperfection. She's now a script consultant, giving feedback on feature film screenplays and shorts. Yeah. And a writer's mentor. And a writer's mentor, mentor as well. Yeah, yeah. So I, what I do is, uh, yeah, I work with various filmmakers around the world and I consult their scripts, give them feedback and also give them suggestions on how they can raise their chances of putting their film into production as well, which is what we all want to have. That's the yeah. most important thing. How do we get it to market? How do yeah. we get it sold? So, yeah. It's more than just a typical script consultation that I do. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so obviously this podcast is all about helping people get off their asses and write their screenplay. I normally say make your film there. But actually the first point and the most important part is the story and getting the story out there. Absolutely. Writing the screenplay. So let's start at the beginning. Okay, what was it that made you want to become a screenwriter in the first place? Well, first of all, I just, I always wanted to do a career in film to begin with. Just screenwriting, I just... um, I just really had this desire since I was a kid. I, I had this desire to write for films. Every time I go to the cinema, I just want to know how why, how this film was made, what would be like behind the screen. Yeah. And um, before I studied film, I just watched any film, including Hollywood films, mainstream films. I remember watching The Stepford Wives with Nicole Kidman. It was a very film. glossy film. Yeah. And I was like watching 2004, that. I think so, then? yeah. And that just made me think, oh, I want to do something like that. I actually want to yeah. get, work on a picture like that. See, mine day. went way and back to 1993. Mm. No surprises what movie it was, Giles. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Jurassic Park! Yeah. Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I went to see Jurassic Park and it just changed my life. And people laugh at me when I say that, like, oh, Jurassic what's he Park talking about? Jurassic Park changed your life. It no, did. Jurassic I, I Park. Understand oh, that. I understand that. It changed it. my life. And I'm not being superfluous or anything. That is literally what happened. I went to see mm-hmm. it when I was 10 Came out, said to my dad, "Yeah, I want to be a mo- I want to make movies in one way or another." Literally, couldn't think of anything better. That's a great way to think of it, though. And then constantly think, "How can I actually do that yeah. as a career?" Yeah. It took really a while from that moment yeah, yeah. to then after uni, and you know what uni's mm. like, and um, to build the confidence to actually to write a screenplay. But in the back of my head, that's something that okay. I've always thought it was never been. If it was always when and still is i just i think you have to have a certain amount of delusion in order to get where you want to be and i was certainly deluded as a 10 year old we are still now though aren't we absolutely filmmakers and screenwriters (laughs) isn't that it's kind of this sense of delusion you've got to have a little bit because you're Mm. you're creating a story from nothing yeah yeah, coming up with an idea in your head and going okay well that's going to be a film one day and people are going to watch it and pay for it that's they're slightly deluded in some way. Right? I was talking to a guy the other day um, and he said, oh, he hadn't seen him for 10 years and I used to talk about writing movies 10 years ago and yeah. he used to think, he didn't say at the time but he thought it was crazy. He thought, who's this lunatic? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah, whatever. And I was like, yeah, I've got one's, one's coming out now. I know, ah. now you actually can say and one with the dare is yeah, coming. Yeah, and he was like, I know. But I just, I honestly thought you were a nutcase. 
He's, but he's the, not wrong. No, no, he's not. <laughs> but you have to be a certain. You have to have a certain mentality you in do. order to because to get through to get you know. I mean, to you yeah. know this to get through yeah. the sort of bullshit that is yeah. around making films. You've got to have a sense of delusion and a sense of I can do. This. Maybe delusion is the wrong word, but a sense of belief. Right, yeah. it's you like that calling. That, yeah. that, that calling. If, if you know, if you have a certain message that you want to get out there, uh, and you know that uh, this is what you want to write about, just do it. Delusion may be yeah. the wrong word now, but it's certainly a platform, a springboard. Yeah. If you have the delusion in the first place, that can catapult you to actually making it a reality. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so true. And the, it's the death for me was t- uh, yeah. two ideas I had in my head okay. years ago. Yeah. Well, and I wrote them down separately. And they only came about because I was like, oh, let's just stick them together. And suddenly that's when the magic happened. You're like, yeah. oh, my God, we've now got a film. But that was just some stupid ideas you wrote Absolutely. down in a book. And plus, when you come up with ideas for a script, they can come out the blue. And mm. then no one, you know, who knows? It could be good. From it's nothing. Good. It's, it's experimentation. I was on well. a subway earlier and I thought... Yeah. So I'm going to regret... A subway? Uh, not a subway. Well, like underground. A underground, they call it in okay, England. Don't. Yeah, we do. Because yeah. I'm all American now and I call things subways. <laughs> I was big in the time now. You've gone big the, time. I'm time. <laughs> big time. I was on the subway earlier. <laughs> anyway, and yeah. I imagined that someone had just, a, a homeless man had come up to me and give me a million quid just, and then ran off. Mm. And then I'd looked up and then there was a guy, imagine like a, the agent of the uh, Matrix at the other end who was chi- who obviously wanted me, but I was stuck Mr. with his million dollars. Yeah. yeah, but I had a million quid, mm. but the, I knew that there was a guy who was after it. So what did I do? Just leave it or potentially escape with a million pounds? And I was like, that'd make a half decent story, that. Similar to um, No Country for All Men. Yeah. Mm. Either way, it just shows you that these ideas just come out of nowhere. Yeah, they do. Um, yeah. So, yeah, obviously I did film, media for my degree. But then I, I just wanted to write a script. I, my, my passion is writing. I just wanted to write a script. This is where my message comes in to write is um, I come across a lot of beauty magazines and, like, the issue of body image for women is just – and self-esteem. And even I myself suffered this, like, 10 years ago and that kind of – yeah, I had kind of low confidence levels back then and I was feeling insecure. That's when um, my uh, calling to, to just get this message out there, mm. you know, that, that that was my calling to write about it. So you had a passion so, and you went yeah, with it. Yeah, 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 I mixed it with my It passion. makes it a lot easier, doesn't it, when you feel strongly about the subject matter. That's it, yeah. To, to be able to write, to be able to write so, well yeah, about it. This was about 10 years ago, 2008. This is when I started writing. So I had this, like, yeah, so I had this calling in my mind. I just want to just get this message out there, you know, let the world know how I feel to feel. So I started self-teaching myself screenwriting at that time so mm. instead of relying on my education i wanted to learn elsewhere so yeah i did use some resources books uh screenwriters books i just learn learn from the books mm-hmm. and then i just twist the rules to my own yeah. style absolutely because yeah? otherwise mm. I, I know from listening to um alex mm-hmm. ferrari um his podcast uh, the bulletproof proof screenplay podcast mm-hmm. he had christopher uh, vogler on the other day and he was talking about just basically what he'd done is yeah. morphed Joseph Campbell's theories into his own yeah. and m- moulded them into his own mm-hmm. and he'd left them on a photocopier at the at Disney right. um, oh. hoping that someone would find them <laughs> uh, and eventually they made the way into the Lion King writer's room in which he was invited into and the, they'd already started using these No way Yeah, mm. so the, the hero's journey as he calls it mm-hmm. um, to, to basically plot the Lion King Yeah um, 
But what he said was eventually uh, audiences start getting wise to how films were going to play out. So you were going to see a movie and you were like, well, I know the midpoint's coming. I know the this whiff of death's coming. Yeah. I know the third act break's coming. And it was all starting to become a little bit too predictable. So yeah. um, the challenge now is to use those key pointers as a guide where you can, but also not be too prescriptive. Yeah. Um, that you that you are following essentially rules that the audience subconsciously are aware of, where the film becomes completely predictable. Absolutely, yeah. You do find mm. your own journey. And is that what you find now with when you've started writing your first one? Did you sort of throw all those ideas out the window and just go, look, this is my story and these yeah. are the beats I'm going to follow because it works for me? Um, not exactly. Um, I, for me, inspiration for my story just comes every day, like around me, what I come across everyday life. Um, so it's like inspiration. Inspiration is around you wherever yeah. you go. So you take, yeah. take mm. inspiration from actual how, actually how people act in real life? Yeah, from even from TV shows, uh, when you go to a typical shopping trip. It depends what, your, um, yeah, com- yeah. what, what you want to base your story as as about, what your message. For it, obviously, dialogue's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Behaviours are everywhere. Exactly, Emotional yeah. responses are everywhere. I know even, from my own working, in, working for so long in addictions that I got to see that many human journeys yeah. and people who have full, fully fledged arcs or none at all where yeah. they never change of course yeah that you could almost map individual um, like addicts journeys to um, to Christopher Vogler's model yes oh. yeah that's interesting and actually how me and Johnny yeah. met was he sent me his script for The Nobodies which mm-hmm. was based mm. on the, on my time working in addiction yeah. yeah and he just sent it as a, a cold didn't know me just you mm. know, he sent it to a few people yeah. i was cheeky cheeky and sent mm. it to me and i <laughs> i actually read this one I, well, I read the synopsis at first and went okay i like this and then read the script yeah. and i get sent a lot so yeah. it was but i um yeah and that's when i first got introduced to johnny and his writing went okay this guy can write and i like this story yeah. and i'll come back to it i was wondering how you two met uh, yeah, yeah it was actually i remember yeah. the yeah. moment i got an email from you giles about that because i didn't even know i'd sent it what, what do you mean? About the nobodies. Yeah, I know. Well, you just forgot you sent it yeah, to me. Yeah, I forgot, yeah. <laughs> really? I, yeah. Wait, I, did I not respond straight away? No. Because uh, right. well, the reason <laughs> why I forgot is because I, I sup- subscribed to INDB Pro yeah. when my wife, my girlfriend at the time, well, now my mm. wife, was out. And I was completely naive and green mm. as grass. And I thought, right, I'll just get all these emails. I'm sure Tom Cruise's email was on there or something. And I just sent them to everyone. This mm. I sent like the nobodies to everybody just shot it out it was like amazing six... what even like Tom, people like Tom yeah Cruise. just thought oh. screw it 600 emails or something I'm surprised oh, I just you didn't reply just randomly so am I Giles <laughs> so am I I'm still waiting uh, anyway so mm-hmm. you got second best though a, with me a, a, um, a quite uh, yeah no best <laughs> a, a quite eccentric old gentleman who lived in Nevada uh, replied and continued to reply and talk to me called uh, I won't say his name actually because I don't want to upset him or anything but uh he actually loved it and that which was very strange because it was like pure t-side at the time mm. uh and then you replied and i was, was i was watching yeah. the world cup 2014 so it was in brazil so the brazil world cup i was yeah. watching that yeah and i was like oh this guy called giles has said he really likes the script and you'd asked me if it was based on anyone in real life and if i'd sort of breached i was confidentiality. already working out whether we could make this if yeah. it was based on someone's yeah, real life, yeah. alive. Uh, so i was googling you giles and i was like god he's been in the damn united and he was in this and that yeah. uh and at the time i was like this is amazing like this guy uh anyway you said i can't make it now but 
leave it with me. And then I didn't hear from you for about a year or two, mm-hmm. or a year maybe. Yeah. And then it was my agent at the time, Luke, who you'd messaged. Uh, and then I was down next weekend. I was in London and we'd met. And then that was it. Yeah. It's just hit it off straight away. So mm. very fruitful relationship. Has been. Nice. Has been. Yeah. We'll we'll come back to this because we we want to be interested to get your thoughts on when we were writing yeah. the dare and whether that mm. was you know our process and stuff. Where do you yeah. like to write? Because this is interesting. Oh. I know Johnny likes to write in his room. <laughs> I write wherever I bloody can. Yeah. yeah. Whenever I've got time. Oh. Have you got a specific place you like to write? And should you tell screenwriters? Yeah. Uh, to find that place. Yeah. I say write where you feel comfortable. Mm. Like how I write is I actually write in my office. Marfus, I might I write there. Um, then, however, most importantly, I take regular breaks just to get my mind refreshed. Because so, this this is where the ideas come in for me. Yeah. So yeah, I just work in bursts. Mm. I work they in do bursts. say um, that most like nine on sixty percent of writing spent yeah. looking out the window. Not when you're actually writing, when you it's true. The ideas. Yes, it's, it doesn't. It, yeah, it's true. Um, so most of your writing it, it doesn't take place when you actually write physically. Mm-hmm. It takes place in the mind. You're wherever mm-hmm. you are. The thoughts just come in. Mm-hmm. So when you get back to your desk, get back to where you want to write. It See, comes out. I, I have a, a a desk in my office at home, and then yeah. a blackboard mm-hmm. uh, which I can chalk on and has loads of yeah. ideas. It has a TV for writers' commentaries, and okay. yeah. bless Lena, she, my wife, she's made it. As perfect a writing setting, bean bugs. It's actually what I haven't got a fridge in there, which oh. isn't great to be honest. No, because you're putting beer in there. Yeah, that's what Lena said. <laughs> so, like, no, it's for pies. <laughs> yeah. It's, for, it's milk. for vegan pies. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> shocking. Nice uh, organised office. Yeah, so you I've have. got that space. And then. I'll be downstairs on my laptop mm-hmm. and she's watching Love Island or whatever other shit she's watching. <laughs> and Lena goes, What are you doing? Oh, I'm just editing. Mm. Well, you've got an office up there. Oh, I know, but ah, it's comfy. I, I, for some reason, yeah, I struggle at a desk. Mm. I, you know, I, I just feel like it's posture mm-hmm. and it makes me feel like I'm at work. Mm-hmm. So I'd sooner go to bed and I, I've actually sustained wrist injuries from writing like... Like tw- uh, twisting, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, twisting yeah. my arm. Just and she goes, "If you're uncomfortable, why are you writing like that?" And I'm like, "My hands are uncomfortable, but I'm just in yeah. bed and I like it." So really, I'm, I do want to try and get into the habit of working more in my office where I belong. But I, for some reason, I rebel against it. Well, the meter yes. on that, then. Do you think that screenwriters can just write wherever it? feels right for them wherever they get the inspiration yeah yeah i say don't stay in office yeah if you feel comfortable staying in office fine but mm-hmm. i would say go where you feel comfortable yeah mm-hmm. you know if it's on if, if you want to go on a vacation yeah go on a vacation go on a holiday you know if, if you feel comfortable if you feel that's the flow of your ideas mm-hmm. go to the place where you're inspired yeah, as i wish well, i never said that now because as soon yeah. as this gets out she'll be turning that into a river's room another baby playroom <laughs> that's true yeah i love it yeah. actually can you just cut that bit i like say <laughs> no i'm keeping it yeah. she will be listening I love, to I, it's highly mm, yeah i love the office i do yeah. like it but i just need to get in there more yeah can i watch the strangest place you've ever written place um <laughs> I, i'm interested the, in this question yeah, because i have the, a strangest place oh you do mm, i don't it's really Charles's fault as well oh I don't have a strange place. It was, it was, it's always in my office um, or when I'm out about, even when I'm on holiday as well. I think it's it, when you're inspired, isn't it? If yeah. you're inspired at the yeah. point to write and you haven't got your stuff with you, then you're frustrated. That's it, yeah. So, it, again, if you if you want to go for it, 
if you're determined, just take your materials with you wherever you go. That's what I do. Mm. Go where you feel comfortable to write. You know, if you want to go on a holiday, if it's your office. But each and every one of us is different. Absolutely. And yeah. what happens when you get writer's block? What happens to those? Because oh. we all do. When we sit there and we look at that page and go, I can't get through this scene. What yeah. advice would you give people? I'd say if to, to avoid writer's block, then I, go for a break. Take a break mm. from your story, yeah. Go for um, a run, I thought, things like that. Go for a run, go different. for... This is what I do as well when I wrote um, Beauty Queen, when I wrote my screenplay. Mm. I go on regular breaks, I go on long walks. I, I always take my notebook with me or have wow. the notes on my phone. On your phone, yeah. Yeah, People yeah. think you're texting and, and you're then, not writing an idea down. Yeah, uh. and if something pops in my mind, I just write it down because... Because your mind flows. When yeah. you have a break, when you take a break, yeah, the, your creativity starts See, revving up again. I'm yeah. not. I don't know if I believe it, in mm. writer's block at all. Mm. In that you might struggle to think of something, mm-hmm. but writer's block suggests that you aren't able to write anything, which I don't mm. believe. I'm okay. a big prescriber. When I was writing this, the last draft of my book. Uh, which is not oh, near completion. Oh, by the way, Johnny's written a couple of books. Just throwing that in there. Well, the first one was garbage, hot garbage, and should never be spoke, should be boiled in oil and sold as soap. I thought it was quite good the first bit. I read, <laughs> I'll be honest. This one's much better. Right. Um, and but, I'm just on the second edit of that, and I will finish it. Um, but when I was writing this draft or the mm. first draft, I had literally no idea what was going to happen next from page to page. So I'd go to cafe near on the morning before work. Just write, 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 yeah. write. What blind writing, and it's that like, write drunk, edit sober. Yeah, um, yeah. I wasn't drunk, obviously, but that's mm-hmm. the term. Uh, okay, and haven't heard of just, that. Though, but yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. I, I never had writer's block once because you could just write and write and write and write. Just what write whatever comes into your head because it's better than nothing. And you think it's and better you, to even like say if you can't get through that scene just go oh, i'm just going to put some crap down mm. and then get to the next yeah scene. yeah and then pour come it back like to cheap it. wine and then make it sparkle like champagne there mm. you yeah. know just better get it there's loads of terms better to get it written than you know and then get it right yeah. and all of that stuff get it down in my although everyone has a different this is just my way mm. everyone mm. might be different someone else might be different but my way is just to thrash it out because you cannot work with a blank page well no as a director i can't Exactly. But if you have something tangible to work with, Mm -hmm. you can fix it. You can't fix a blank page. That's so true. You mentioned there, you said you just write blind or so you don't have the structure. Do you think it's important to have a structure first, Namita, to have everything said, okay, well, this is my uh, beginning, middle and end, if you like, but obviously your story beats down or your scriptment. Do you think it's better to have that first? Before you write, or is it just up to the writer's individual? Mm, I think everyone works differently. It it helps. It definitely does help. Um, My way of avoiding writer's block is um, just know your story well. Know your context well. Mm. Do your research, most of all, before you even start writing that story. Because if you do your research into your context, if you know your your story, your context, your characters very well, then when you write your scenes... It wouldn't be a problem. You can just go back to those notes. Yeah. yeah. Back to your research. You can base... And your message as well. So, yeah, it does help in a way. That, the message is an important one, what you what you were mm. talking about earlier, in that you yeah. almost alluded that you have... You felt like you had something to say. Yes. Mm. And yes. that's important. That's because if you, In terms of writer's block, if you literally don't have anything to say with what you're talking about, whether it's a commentary on society or history or whatever it is, veganism or... Mm-hmm. Um, what what's happening in America now with the, the child camps and all of that stuff if if yeah, you have something yeah. to say it will flow out of you that's it 
agree. If you don't yeah. have something to say thematically, mm. you will struggle. And maybe that's, that's what writer's block is. Right. But I'm a gobshite, so I always have something to say and I'm opinionated. So I feel like I would also always mm-hmm. have something to say. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so You write as much as possible. Yeah. That's the secret to a good yeah. script. Rewrite, rewrite, rewrite. Yeah. The mark yeah. of a good writer is his mm. ability to edit or her ability yeah. to edit. Mm. If I give you a first draft, Giles, of anything that I'd written. Oh, God. Anything. I wouldn't be, we probably wouldn't be sat here today. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, but it's true, though. No, right? yeah, Hemingway said it. The yeah. first draft of everything is shit. The first yeah. draft of literally everything. And the first draft as Ronaldo as a footballer was the, shit. The first edit of the any film I've made has been shit. Yeah, of the first draft as Ronaldo as a footballer yeah. is a perfect example. The first draft yeah. is not perfect, really. Mm-hmm. It, it takes about, well, for me, I took, it took me about 13 to 14 drafts to do mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Over and over again, yeah, because the more redrafts you do, the more solid and accurate your ideas will be. I you know, it helps like you finalise your story a driving le- like When you learn to drive, you get into the car at first on your very first lesson. And you're like, oh my god, what's that clutch? Yeah. What's the yeah. what's the handbrake? What, everything's overwhelming. It's, it's terrifying. Yeah. You don't know what all the mirrors do. Mm-hmm. And it takes months, sometimes years, to be able to learn all of those things. But now, when you get into the car after you've been driving for years, you don't even think about it. You just do it. Mm. Yeah. And that's why it's difficult sometimes for writers to talk about the process behind what they're doing because at first they're new because they're having to learn all these different methods. And then it just becomes where you're just doing it and you almost automatically yeah. sometimes outlining and all of that stuff is more for for someone who's uh, much earlier in their attempts to do it because you almost... Nat- and also, I think naturally we are storytellers. Mm-hmm. We've been ingrained yeah. with stories since day dot. So since we were babies. So you know story mm-hmm. structure. Yeah, you do. You. you know, beginning, middle, end, goodies well, Alex, and baddies. Well, Alex won't mind me saying, we were talking earlier, mm-hmm. I don't know how much he knows about story theory or oh, story with structure. This, with the Little Darlings Project. Yeah, yeah, the Little Darlings Project. But I know for a fact I can see a clear structure mm-hmm. in the story, and he's never mentioned once, oh, well, it's based on Vogler's writer's journey. But mm-hmm. I, I know... That suggests to me that he understands subconsciously, he knows how story works. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't see a clear structure, I wouldn't accept. I wouldn't have accepted. Yeah, accepted the the job. The job. Mm. Let's let's yeah. jump back. So someone's got a, a an idea. How do they go about going? Okay, let's talk about character let's talk about actually screenwriting of someone i mean people who are listening to this are probably some established screenwriters and some newbies as well so how does someone go from going well i've got an idea in my head to actually physically putting it down if you talk us through that process Mm -hmm. that'd be great and depends on the idea yeah um so you have this story idea um so you've got to think about the structure first of all so yeah. you got to think about the idea. Does it have a message, though, first? Does it have a message? Yeah. Because that's going to be, again, the driving force of your script. Mm-hmm. So you've got this idea. Then you must bring give it a beginning, middle, and ending. So you've got to kind of shell that out. So whether you want to work from start to finish or even work your way up, so start with the ending, middle, or beginning. Some screenwriters do that. They do start from start the script. From yeah. I remember being begin- in primary school and yeah. writing, learning how to write stories in beginning, middle, and end. I'm going to tell you a tiny, tiny little mm. story that is really funny, but it actually says so much about what we're talking about. Yeah. My little old mum, who I've told you about many times, mm-hmm. Giles, mm-hmm. the most innocent, um, sort of, some might say absent minded uh, at times. But the most warm-hearted, loveliest woman ever mm-hmm. said to me once, she went, Johnny, you know what kind of film I love? And I love these type of films. Thinking she was going to say rom-com or one of those. Robocop. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. 
she, I said, "What, mum? What type of film she likes?" She went, "I love these type of films." Mm, yeah. So I love a film with a, a with a beginning and a, and a middle and an end. Every <laughs> film has a beginning, exactly. middle, and an end. But that is the point. Yeah, she yeah. likes to know mm-hmm. she's going from A to B to C without guided. any messing about. Yeah. She wants to set up. She wants a payoff. She wants to tell her friends she, she got the guided, story. Yeah, I did through it. And yeah. that's what you the, do. That is the general audience mm-hmm. that the one. There's no point yeah. trying to overcook the pudding and complicate things. We want simple stories that are well told that we can relate to. Look at the wrestler. That's it. This I is always it. use the wrestler I as an example, but it's so simple. I liked stories that relate to the real world around us because mm. nowadays the films that we're seeing now is full of fantasy. Still, mm. you know. So yeah, um, it is. What's the most important aspect of building a character then? What's what what's the grassroots? What's the bit you've got to try and get through to an audience? Well, when it comes to creating character, how I do that is um for me I, every character has a purpose in your story and and they must have a purpose in your story. I just think what part of your message so you have to go back to your story's message, yeah. What part of your message does this character represent? Yeah. What point does your supporting characters, what point of your message does your supporting characters represent? Obviously, your protagonist is the key. They're going to lead lead us along the way and show mm. us the meaning of your story and your message. But also your supporting characters you've got to work on because they are as important as your main character. Mm. So, yeah, I just think what what's their purpose in the film? How does it shape my protagonist? Because remember, your supporting characters that you put in the film, in your film, in your script, they're supposed to shape up your protagonist. Yeah, like the yeah. values, the beliefs, it, linking back to your main message. Yeah. So mm. have purpose. I like yeah, it. So I've got to make sure it's that like the, your characters the, have purpose. The, the supporting good, characters good. all compromise um, what the character might be missing as a, yeah. um, and as, a, as a whole. So there can be a, a part, the support could be a, um, an aspect of the protagonist that of his personality that's missing. Talk, I've talked about that uh, quite a lot in terms yeah. of the antagonist mm-hmm. uh, being the yin to the protagonist's yang almost. And yeah. then they come together to, uh, by the end of the film to make a whole. So the the, yeah. the the Batman and the Joker, mm-hmm. he says, uh, the Joker says at one point, um, I don't want to kill you, you complete me. Mm. So they're both mm. two halves of he the one. He'd obviously watch Jerry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he meant. This is what he meant. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, it, it's often what the one yes. complements the other so well that they that's actually it. could come together as one and, and and that, that's 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 synth, yes, synth, that's really interesting. Um, yeah. Do you think it's best to outline everything before you start writing? Yeah, it will help you a lot. I say the more preparation that you do for your story, the better, the, the smoother your process is. What I do mm-hmm. is to to start out creating good characters yes. to do a character trait list, do a biography. You know, mm-hmm. really show your character inside out. Yeah, each of your characters. So that includes your protagonist, your antagonist, and your supporting characters. It doesn't have to be every single character. Like, for instance, if it's just a minor characters like who just appear in one scene, like a shop assistant, etc. Like, etc. Yes, it's not really needed. But if it's like your supporting character with your m- main character, then yeah, I say just scoop out as much information as possible out of them. So include uh, their traits, their age, their history, the background, favorite the relationship. Yeah, if, yeah, favorite foods. Even if you habits. don't use it, because it could inform the yeah. script. Yeah, I find yeah. it, I find this, by the way, extremely difficult to do and never do it until it after I've started. It I, helps, I, I, I know, yeah. I know it, and people say it, but for me personally, I have to just write the damn script 
and everyone's different. And then because no yeah. one else is going to see it, I would, I'm more likely to do character bios once I've got one draft because then at least I have an idea. But how interesting would it be if mm. you did what Namita's saying and actually yeah. did it first? Do you think there's... Like, I've tried. Have you? Oh, God, yeah. I try every single time. Yeah, what what method, stops you? Yeah. yeah, what, what, what? I'm too impatient. Mm. I just think... Well, You're like your mum. You just want like the beginning, middle and end. Just like me, mum. Mm. I just, I, 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 <laughs> I know that that's exactly what I should be doing. Mm. Yeah. But, but in my head, no one's going to see anywhere. Mm. I don't send, I wouldn't like to send a first draft to somebody, so. Yeah. Okay, Namita, you might know yeah. this then. In terms of yeah. speaking to agents and managers then, if you're going into the room with people and they're going, cool, you've just done this horror. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I'm using this as an example, Johnny, because yeah, this is yeah. what's going to happen now with yeah. when the dare comes well, it out. Has already. Has already. Johnny I'll, now I'll, goes. I'll, into... I'll only be constrained to horror. Yeah. Well, that, well that, <laughs> but because you, you're, but fine, what's great is you've already got another horror. Uh, not, uh, aside from Little Darlings that we're yeah. doing now, you've already got another one. Yeah. So, would you suggest that people stick to the same? I know you said earlier that actually yeah. no right what works, but when you're going in the room with a big agent, yeah, and they've seen you know your first films come out. They yeah. want to know what you can do. They want to yeah. sell you. They want to put you in a box. Oh, of course, yeah. Do you think that's yeah. to have a similar film that you've written that you kind of know is never going to get made, but at least it gets you through the door uh, to the next stage? I don't know. I'm just yeah. asking. I just question. think that you, you, the, 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 yeah. the, the constraints of genre, of, especially with horror, are expanding. So to me, it wouldn't be a terrible mm. thing for me to just write horror movies because you can do so much within that genre. And it actually... If someone said to me, you can only ever write horror films, that actually forces me to be more creative. Because you've now got to think outside the box. Yeah. Your scares or your, your gore horror. You're forced to come up with different. something that's more original as a result and you're constantly pushing the boundaries. Yeah. What, what do you think? I think if you're pitching, like, including to executives, um, yeah, you, you pitch your story and a bit about your profile as well and the, and the sort of films that you're aiming to do too because that will help yeah the sort of films that you specialize in that you want to get out there and you want to target as well because filmmaking screenwriting is a bit like running your own business as well like being being mm. a screenwriter is like being your own entrepreneur you've got your film you've got to pitch it yes you know you've got to prove that this film it can make money yeah mm. it can attract a large audience there is interest in it yeah, and if there's potential potential in that film, there's audience interest and even production houses on board. Why great. not? Talking of pitching, yeah, it's yeah. great. How how do you pitch? What's the best way for screenwriters to pitch in a room? Because that's the tough. Because oh, a lot yeah. of screenwriters aren't He's... necessarily extroverts. They don't necessarily want to stand up and speak. How? What's the best way for people to do that? I, if you can do sixty, if you can say your story in sixty seconds, then that's great. Mm. Um, what screenwriter, lot of screenwriters do is um, your pitch has to include um, what you've been, in, you know, your message, the style of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is it in the style of? Think of other films that inspired you. You can include that in your pitch as well. What you're looking to do in the style of? Um, then you include your story, your beginning, middle, and end. But when you do your end, you can't leave things on kind of a cliffhanger. Mm. Yeah, just mm. to get people hooked. That hooked yeah just include that hook I was talking to, talk to my agent the other day and she said um, if you can't pitch your story in one line then forget about it like literally one line like one yeah. what mm-hmm. is it and can and it, what is it is it so one film meets another mm-hmm. there you two you've elevated a pitch yeah. and the one line and 
Yeah. Well, because that's what sparks so, people's interest. Because people yeah. won't sit and read your screenplay. Why would they? Yeah, it's a yeah, long thing. It, it takes why. 90 minutes. It's, it's a lot of time. That's it. Whereas if you can pitch it in that and they go, it's this minute, and they go, oh, okay, that perks my interest. Yeah. Okay, now I'll read yeah. your logline. Now I'll read your synopsis. Now I might read your screenplay. You have to get past certain barriers at the gates. Yes. You go from yeah. one gate, you're through the, you're the logline gate. Right, let's get through the synopsis gate. Mm-hmm. We're through that gate. And then if you get to, you're lucky enough to get to the screenplay gate, Hopefully your script's you good are, enough. Yeah. What you've yeah. got to hope. Can I just ask you um, about yeah. your process, not in terms of right. uh, you write a synopsis and all mm. that stuff, in terms of the, the time that you spend writing, how many nights yeah. a week you write, what time you write, how oh. long do you write for? And when I debuted Queen, I wrote every day about... Two, two, four hours, two, two, hours. two, 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 four hours a day. You know, energizing yourself is key. Yeah, that's mm. what I always do. And for me, the best thing about taking regular breaks is additional ideas do come in your mind as well. Mm. That helps you improve your script and improve your writing, even your writing process as well. What I do in my writing process, I always make notes. I color code my notes as well. Oh, okay. I make nice. I, I color code my notes whether it's on certain characters. I color code them like blue oh, for one character, red, red for another character. Um, even subplots, I map out my subplots. I map out my main plot, my structure. You know, just to make sure everything's going well. I still have those notes. This is what Jazz, I need this help. Well, this is what I'm I'm good. I'm terrible. I I have none of this. It helps, though. Well, it does. This is why I'm good with you, because I then come in and go, right, we need to tie up that subplot. We need to do this. Yeah. But I think being on set helps massively with understanding what you can and can't put in a screenplay. So true. My early screenplays... That action thriller was just ridiculous. What and you've learned from yeah. making the dare is invaluable. Oh, invaluable. For the Absolutely 100%. invaluable. I couldn't put a price on it. No. And yeah. um, before we talk quickly yeah. on the dare, let's talk about dialogue mm-hmm. because we're talking about you know the overall process. But in terms of specific dialogue, yeah, uh, is there any tips and tricks you can give people out there for writing good dialogue? Yeah. Um, to write good dialogue. Um, you just need to know your characters really well, know their attitudes, their values, their belief. Mm. Each character is unique. Yeah, you need to make your characters as contrasting as possible. Mm, and you need to make that. sure that's reflected in the dialogue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good dialogue in good screenplays is if you see the dialogue in your script without any name, if you can if you could tell who says that's who says that line, mm-hmm. if you can't tell that well, you see a, a line of dialogue. Yeah, you see somebody's dialogue. If you can guess that character right away without seeing their name, that that's a sign as well. You've done. It's a good I character. See, yeah. So it's got to have attitude, personality. It's got to reflect your character, and um, most of all, it's got to reflect your messages as well. The dialogue, because remember, dialogue makes up just you know over fifty percent of your storytelling. Mm. It does make up a huge chunk of your storytelling. I like me. It, it can do, but I like using as little dialogue as possible no that's good it yeah, is good as well yeah not a wasted word would be my mantra for uh, at least i'd like to think i could try and play by that rule is that yeah. don't waste a single word in it the dialogue has to move the story forward if it's necessary as yeah well. don't is just it put it in there because yeah. it fluffs it up a character yeah, exactly we're not yeah, tarantino no. No. A lot of amateur screenwriters, including me in, in yeah. the past as well, has thought, looked at Tarantino or someone like that and thought, I'm going to be really clever mm. and self-referential with my dialogue here. And you, no. you, you have to pay, you have to, Tarantino's earned his 
spots, yeah. you know, yeah. Andy Stripes. Yeah, uh, and he has, so he can do what he wants. He want. can do well, what we he wants. We yeah. can't. No, we haven't got that luxury to do that. No, you need to think, is it necessary? And there's already Tarantino. He's called Tarantino. So let's... Exactly. <laughs> he's got his own style. Focus you know? on he's your got own, own style, his own yeah. um, way If you can tell this story visually or with dialogue, do it. It's a necessary evil, in my opinion. I agree. When, I get, it, when I get screenplays through, the first thing I go is, okay, we can cut that dialogue. Yeah, People but... like it right often like a play, and they come from... The play background, as I did, I I used to write uh, plays all the time. So when I started writing screenplays, I would put so much more dialogue in than needed to be there because you over-explain it. But once you become a filmmaker, you realise that actually less because you can film that. You get a reaction and you get that. You cut to a kettle and you get that. You've told the story by doing that rather than someone saying, I'm putting the kettle on. In first drafts, it can be useful because it actually can be used as a pointer for you and you only and to know where you want to get next. But then you go through it and go, actually, that can cut. I'll use a visual guide. I'll use a visual beat there. I'll use a visual beat there. And any visuals. I don't think there's an awful lot of dialogue in the day, to be honest. No. There really isn't. And that's not the, a lot of, there's no monologues and really, you no, know, no. I don't like seeing big chunks. I see scripts where they, they, they write out feelings, they write out emotions, you ah. know, they're like, oh, I am disappointed, I am how you know? so angry, I'm... Don't write it in dialogue. How we expect, show it. How are we expressing yeah. that visually? Yeah, express it visually. Know? Don't write everything out through dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just say out in action as much as possible. So don't rely heavily on dialogue to tell your story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, including expressing actions, thoughts, feelings, emotions. That's a no-go, yeah. Just let it out through figure expression, body language, mm-hmm. yeah, character's body language. and A lot of writers, when you read screenplays, just overcook the pudding and try not, and me in the past as well, like really try and overcomplicate it. And a lot of it's by trying to be original. Yep, it happens. What happens if we go the other way, and we potentially did this on The Dare, is mm. we had so much story and information there that me and you went okay cool well let's cut a lot of that back and it will come through within the story on with the beats and then what we found sometimes in in certainly on set and then in the edit was we pulled all that back yeah. so much paired it back too much that there has to be a balance there was that little bit that you went mm. oh, okay we'll just say that and then, oh okay that covers that yeah yeah, because we, in our heads, we were like, sense. okay, well, that, that totally makes sense. Because you can be trying to be too clever by not saying enough. So you really have to have that balance mm. of balanced, not saying too yeah. much, not saying, but that, you can, that's like for everyday life and you're telling a story. And, and yeah. even for us now, when you're trying to communicate something, you can't not say, you, if, you can't just sit here in silence and go, look at them not saying any dialogue. They're dead good characters, them, yeah. they're not saying anything. Know, yeah. <laughs> but then if you say too much, yeah, it's 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 a funny one. I mean, I I really enjoyed co-writing the dare with you, and I think why I enjoyed doing that was because we could bounce off each other. Mm-hmm. We wrote. I mean, we had a I had a treatment already. Yeah, that I developed, uh, and then I brought it to you when yeah. I said, "Look, come and write this with me," uh-huh. and then we developed the treatment out to be much better and story beat is it all out properly so we had a really big strong and mm-hmm. kind of totally new treatment and then what we did was we just kept bouncing the the, the dialogue and the scenes between each other mm-hmm. and within a month we had a, 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 draft. a, 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 a strong draft yeah. by that as well it was like we'd already been through a couple of and, and final draft only released um caught a core writing feature on the last version so final draft okay. 10 has where I could write something and then it would instantly go like kind of Giles's eye cloud and he could write the next bit. You but could we, see it on the screen. Yeah, yeah. But when we, we were writing, that. we didn't have it. So it was just like we had like a million different versions with like all different colours, weren't there? And mm-hmm. But no, it was a really good process. Yeah. Um, loved. Mm-hmm. I remember having 
pretty much an 11 hour conversation with you on the phone once my god we did 11 we did, hours break. oh yeah. i stayed off work oh, yeah. I, I put an emergency Straight holiday on. in to get some stuff done on it and it was all day and it was which obviously we ate went to the toilet and we were just like i'll just left my phone on loudspeaker but it was like we were in the same room yeah i think if we'd have been in this if we'd have somehow i'd hired a room out and had all that time together it, mm. it would have been amazing for us to be able to do that totally to have a writer's room to have everything totally. stuck yeah. up on. That's but actually, determination. But actually yeah. it might have changed how we did it because there'd been too much around us where we was we all we could do was focus on each other's faces or whatever we were looking at or put yeah. something else in the background so that yeah. we could go we were just focused on what we were trying to do mm-hmm. and like i say within a month we had it and mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. I'd, i i loved working like that I did because it was just, and free. we were never afraid to challenge each other. No, always, which is like that really didn't important. Work. This didn't and work. we've done it today when we spoke to Alex. I think you need to be able to do that instantly because mm-hmm. if you're shy about, you'll never get anywhere. No, it's true. You, if you're you precious be... about your own work, that's the no, so, that's a yeah. different thing altogether. You've got to you... accept criticism as oh, well. God, and say, yeah, that, didn't yeah. Work. that God dialogue knows that I've like put it. some terrible ideas out there, but you're throwing stuff at the wall sometimes, and some of it'll stick and some of it won't. That's true, and that's the best way, right? To yeah. to just chuck stuff at it and go. If you have an idea, just it. say it. Yeah, it when you finish the script, yeah, show it to your friends, uh, anyone you know. Yeah, show, show it to as many people as possible and get as much feedback because that is the that's key for getting improvements for helping you improve your script you, you and, have to. and you've got to face like you say you've got to face as many the criticism yeah. you know even if it's bad and good you've got to accept it because yep. uh, that this is the real world this is the this is your audience for your film yeah if they if if they find it confusing or you know they don't understand it then you need to look back and and think why yeah what is it they find confusing mm-hmm. but how you can work on even that. a bad idea can be yeah. molded into like can give somebody if you're co-writing one of my bad ideas could actually give Charles a better idea yeah it's yeah. true that happens a lot actually. so much yeah all your bad ideas I turn into good all, ideas all, every time I have yeah. a bad idea in fact the whole film is just full of my bad ideas that Giles has turned into better ones it's not true um, <laughs> but it's it, it, but we did we'd both come out with bad ideas go okay yeah. no but actually from that this could happen so yeah. you go yeah, yeah that really works I would say bad ideas are almost important as the good ones because sometimes the good ones are good ideas but they might mm. not work yeah especially it's mixed yeah 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 you know you can always work on it work on it till you get it right absolutely yeah, can, and yeah. no there was only us two no one was no one knew what we were doing no yeah. it's true had so, we been optioned by that 11 hour phone call had we actually yes yeah. we had yeah, yeah so yeah, this yeah, was okay. coming from uh when the studio gets involved and they have a whole different set of ideas based mm. on life from uh, the studio execs point of view mm-hmm. and all of those guys which we hadn't really taken into consideration it was a massive mm-hmm. learning curve and we wouldn't make those mistakes now because we've been through the studio system and we know yeah, yeah very true yeah fascinating this has been brilliant um to give us some yeah. uh if you can any kind yeah. of advice for young screenwriters now or older screenwriters yeah. or first-time screenwriters I'd say if you want to break into industry, let's just start writing. Start writing that script. You know, mm-hmm. don't wait. Um, don't wait on an agent, or don't. You don't have to. You don't even have to do a course. You know, you can just start writing. Start writing that yeah. idea. Once you've got that idea, just get it out there. Mm-hmm. Self teach yourself the craft. Yeah, yep. teach yourself the craft every day because this is why I did. You teach yourself the craft. You you know you pick up, and when you write that screenplay, just apply the new knowledge to 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 your story. Yeah, keep mm. honing your craft at the same time, and um, network. Secondly, you must network. Network yep. to as many people as possible. Build up your own professional presence as a screenwriter. Uh, so network with 
writers who you can learn from, exchange ideas, um, connect with producers as well, connect mm. with professionals, connect with filmmakers, film crew, because the greater your networks, then you're raising your chances of your project getting made and building yourself a good presence, a good community around you. Because yeah. now... It's who you know, yeah. yeah. It's it's all to do with connecting. This has been brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, so if people want to come to you for script consultancy work, yeah, where do they go? Okay, uh, go on www.namitakabalas.com dot com slash screenwriting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will find out much more about me and why, uh, and more more about my script consultations and my mentoring program as well, where I guide you to help build your screenwriter's career from writing scripts, coming up with ideas for your stories to helping you raise your chances on getting them made as well. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, and you can follow me on Namita Kabilas on Twitter. There you go. Yeah. And I, if you're not doing that, I'd suggest you do that right <laughs> yeah, definitely. She has now. some great tips. Right Thank now. You. This is how we connect. And That's again, we connected. I'm happy that I'm meeting Giles right now. And yeah. he's he's also been a great top follower and connection of mine who's always been retweeting, always been liking. Absolutely. In conversations. I think so that, why, this is why we're here. It is. And I think sure. there is a small group of people who do do it and they're constantly doing it. And if you're part of that world and there's some people who've, like yourself, and mm. other people have been retweeting me and suddenly I'm connecting them or I'm reading their scripts or I'm thinking, yeah. okay, I could work with them. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Exactly. I'm making yeah. movies. So therefore you're kind of going, okay, cool. Let's yeah. connect and make things happen. So it's best to build that spirit, that positive spirit around all it's of us, vital. you know. Yeah, it's what's going to get us going. And like this is why I do... always says, if you get the elevator off, make sure you send it back down. I was just about to read it. Sorry, you... man. No, no, no. <laughs> you said the words out of his mouth. I liked it. I always like it, though, when do you it, say it. Do it again. <laughs> If you get the elevator up, make sure you send it back down. Similar, yeah. <laughs> what is it you say? Ah, uh, I can't remember. Oh, it's something like that. If you do, if you rise up and do well, it's your duty to send the That's elevator. That's it. Back Duty's down. the words. Yes. Yeah, but it's fair imp- play that you even remembered it and, and yeah, of course I remember everything you, you say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, where, can pe- where can people follow the wonderful Johnny D. Grant? Uh, at Johnny D. Grant. Right. Oh, you can follow me around the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had anyone say that for ages. <laughs> now you said it. Not that you'd want to. You haven't got a website. No, I haven't. It's time. Do you reckon? Yeah. One of my best got friends the out. in the See. world is a website designer. I need a new website designer. Works for. <laughs> Give me a discount. He might do. No, will no will he? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's what he was my best man. Sweet, get your website designed. Get on it. It's important, it. right? Yeah, no, some... go for it. Yep, yep. If you want to build a screenwriter's present, just build your page, Have build your profile, especially you on social media. Build up your social media as well. JohnnyGrant.com. JohnnyGrant.com. There you go. Yeah, we'll make that happen. Make it happen so that by the time this comes out, I totally agree with the meter here. I think it's really important that screenwriters, so if I look at your work, I search your name, and there you go, and you go, I've got this one in development, this one in, and design some little posters that are just. uh, I could use them ones from my bedroom. The ones you ten. did from when you were See, 10. See, that, that is the payoff from the motif there you from go. earlier. That is Jurassic good, Park. That's good screenwriting. I love it. <laughs> yeah, Brilliant. build your presence. Build your presence. <laughs> earlier the better, yeah. And speaking of which, you can follow me at Giles Alderson uh, or at Filmmakers Pod for this podcast. Get your screenings and fundraisers into us. Uh, your indie film shout-outs. Do it, do it, do it, and we will shout them out. Thank you very much, Namita, for joining us. It's so a pleasure. 
Pleasure. It's been our pleasure. Nice to meet you. Lovely it's to a meet pleasure you. to be here thank as you. well. And yeah. Johnny, thank you for your. This is, technically it's your debut, though your your name's been mentioned many times mm. on the filmmakers. I loved it. So I'll come again. You will. You will. We'll be talking more about it. Being prepared is everything. You can make your indie film. You can write your screenplay, but know who your audience is. Know what you want to want to write about, and get out there and do it. And remember, Johnny. If you're lucky enough to rise up and do well... It's your duty to send the elevator back down. Boom! If you listen to this, please like, share and subscribe to us on iTunes uh, and do spread the word. It's very important. New show is out next Tuesday, as always. So we will see you next Tuesday. Until then, stay well, work hard and try to take another step forward to making your indie film. Take care now. Bye-bye, Johnny. Bye, Giles. Thanks so much. Bye-bye, Namita. Bye, Giles. Thanks. Pleasure. Bye-bye. This was a podcast from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.